It's that time again. America's favorite fan-centric podcast is about to leave the station. From memory lane to awesome avenue, be it sports, social, or otherwise, we'll explore it all together while trying to keep it on the road one trip at a time. So sit your ass down, keep your hands in the vehicle, and buckle up, bitches, because you just got on the fan bus. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fan Bus, and I am excited today. We are going to be talking about sports traditions and superstitions. It's the Traditions and Superstitions episode. And with me today, I'm super excited because we have our very own um, PSR contributor and writer extraordinaire, our homie in the hallway, Jordan Thomas. Super excited to have you here. <laughs> Always excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this. I thought this would be an awesome topic because I was like, oh, Jordan's going to have a field day with this. This will be super fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some good ones for sure. So that's great. I'm super stoked. So like, I don't know. Yeah, there's like different um, categories. We're talking about like superstitions and um, also uh, traditions, and I don't know that we we even need to sort them out. I think we'll just like shoot from the hip and just kind of roll and see how this thing plays out. So um, I have some just minor notes, uh, but the one myself being a hockey person, I don't know if you are or not, but, but one of the no, most notorious uh, hockey, I guess it's a it's a tradition and a superstition. If they're could be such a thing, which is kind of funny, but that's where in Detroit, you guys can't see this. I'm wearing my Detroit garb today, but, um, and my t-shirt, but usually what they do in Detroit or what they historically used to do was they would throw an octopus out on the ice. Right. So it happened the first time. It does, does everybody, does anybody know about this? I don't even know. Most people do. Where, if you're so, so my question is to that, cause I, I didn't know anything about it. where the hell oh do you God. just get an octopus to throw on the <laughs> ice? Like, is, is yeah. that just me being down South where I don't have the hookup on the octopi <laughs> or, or you know, that's crazy so, to me. I know. I know. So I guess it started um, in like, 1952 in the playoffs it was like um two brothers who owned a market and so they are the first ones who tossed uh octopus out onto the ice it's not live it's like a dead market grocery store octopus or what i don't know <laughs> grocery store octopus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't sell those in grocery stores where no. i'm from Angela. so it was like a meat market i guess and um so they i guess the eight tentacles of the octopus represents the eight games that it would take to get to the Stanley Cup. So it's um, significant, but in a really weird, like, obscure. That's, I mean, to me, I'm like, really? Like, eight? They're like, oh, it takes eight games. Like, I don't know. I think it probably was, one of them was probably just drunk and threw it out there and was like, how do we make sense of this? <laughs> I don't know. I, that's how all the best stories start right so right. get a little liquored up and throw start throwing octopuses that's yeah octopuses and, octopi i don't really know what the plural of that is right and so they banned it like it's like obviously like PETA gets all po'd like oh if they're gonna do that you should find them like five thousand dollars every time or whatever and so it was a banned 
uh, tradition. And, but there's actually like video footage. If you go online, you can see there's video footage of how to get the octopus in the stadium. Like some dude had it saran wrapped to his belly. Like it's like you have to like, I mean, think about it. You have to tape it or or whatever to your person so that it maybe looks like body fat. I don't know. <laughs> but the implications of how gross and disgusting, like if you're filled with octopus juice, like that's a commitment. My, that's like a commitment. My question <laughs> is, is what happens if somebody like pats you down and feels it? And then like, how awkward <laughs> is that as a security guard? Like, is there a bomb in that fucking octopus? Like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Is that an octopus in your pants? Or are you just happy to see us here at the stadium? I'm just here for hockey. Right, right. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, it's gross, but it's funny. And so they had done away with it. Like, it kind of went dormant, I think, for a little while. But um, when I know when they shut down the Joe, which is the Joe Lewis Arena, which is where they previously played and won all those championships and whatever. Um, so they were gonna knock down the joe and so the night or like the the last game or two that they knocked down before they knocked the joe down uh they threw like 35 octopus out on the ice on one game <laughs> so like, when, so when like was that. that when did that get shut down um in 2017 oh okay, so okay. Was, that makes sense yeah i was actually able to go there the year like to one of the last games before they shut it down, which is cool because I hadn't been there before and it's just one of those historic, you know, arenas. So that was cool. But when I was there, nobody was throwing octopus any place. It just wasn't happening. I, I never saw it in person. Um, but somebody did it this year. Like somebody did it this year. They were able to do it. And I don't know. That's kind of crazy because I don't I don't know with all the protesting going on. And fines and stuff. I just was like, oh, maybe that won't happen anymore. But it did. It happened in October. <laughs> so. That's awesome. So, so you know, for, for me in hockey, I haven't, uh, I, I'm not a huge hockey guy. I haven't really watched in a long time. I was much more into it when I was younger. You know, I'm a Dallas transplant. So the, oh, the Mike Madonna, Eddie Belfour years. But man, all I ever remember is like Chris Od Osgood and Steve yeah. Iserman and Chris yeah. Chelios just kicking our ass every yeah. year after year. So, um, so yeah, unfortunately, I, I did never get to see any octopi celebrations. But uh, <laughs> I'm certainly Googling that as soon as I'm uh, I'm done with this today because I would like to see one yeah. of those go down. It's crazy because when it happens, the crowd goes nuts. Like they all freak out. <laughs> like they get so excited and charged up and like the, the ref has to come over and scoop it up and you know, it's kind of gross. <laughs> but yeah, check it out for sure. Definitely. So so when they scoop it up, do they just like put it in a bag or or like what happens with it from there? Yeah, they just kind of grab it off the ice barehanded and um yeah, I they I think they throw it in a bag. Like there's probably a designated octopus dude on the sideline who just takes it away, throws it away. Like it's just it's what? so old hat. Like it's just part of the whole like okay, here we go. Like octopus duty engaged. Like Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, crazy. That that would be quite the job title. Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the official octopus scooper of the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they actually have a mascot. Like we were just there for um in Detroit for the Thanksgiving Day game, the Lions versus the Bills. And when we were there doing random shopping, like they have little stickers that's actually Stanley the Octopus. Like it's part of their 
culture for hockey. And, like, we bought a little sticker to put on our vehicle just because it's kind of kitschy. And I'm all about that stuff. So, rock on. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, what what do you got going on? What's on your list? Let's check out some stuff on your list. So, so you know, I... I have some personal ones and I want to kind of oh, save cool. those for, for a little bit later. I'm, I'm okay. probably the king of sports superstitions, but you nice. know, for me, like, uh, I, I think the biggest superstition that I've just kind of seen happen, uh, throughout my life is, is the, uh, not so much a superstition as a jinx, but, uh, you know, the Madden curse being on the front of the, the Madden box. It's just like my whole life. I've really I think I've seen one or two people overcome that uh, throughout time. And I think that actually is a lot of the reasons I am as superstitious as I am about certain things, because That's like when you see it work and work and work and work, you know, it's I almost wonder if, if the Madden guys, if they've kind of taken a page out of my book, because my personal superstition, I use it to my advantage now. Yeah. We'll get more into that later. But okay. like. I wonder if, you know, we're ever sitting around and, you know, you got like an Oakland or sorry, Los Angeles, sorry, Las Vegas, wherever the hell they're at these days, Raiders <laughs> fan. And it's just like, oh, man, we got to get Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert on this cover. So they'll go down this year or right. something. But <laughs> yeah. it's always been crazy to me how like how that always it, 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 it it's, it's true. It works. It's like the curse of the Bambino, yeah. but on right. you know the video game screen. That's a thing for sure. And that's that one escaped my list. So that's I'm super glad you brought it up because people talk about it all the time. Like it's and actually it's an anticipation thing, too, where people are like who's going to be on the cover this year? <laughs> like, yeah, who's who am I now? not drafted on my fantasy rosters? Right. Yeah. So take it into consideration of that whole thing. That's awesome. That's so so I, I know you're a hockey gal, Angela. Are you much yeah. into the baseball scene at all? Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah I love so, baseball and hockey. Oh, yeah. I, rem yeah. I remember growing up, one of my favorite ones. I don't know if you've ever heard this or not, but uh, I'm sure you remember uh, Moises Alou. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you know that he used to pee on his hands <laughs> as a superstition? That made it on my list. But only yeah, it did. I didn't know that until I was researching and I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this cannot be real. Is that a thing? And then, of course, like, your mind races, like, all these crazy questions. And it's like, it was for bat grip, right? Yeah, yeah. Bat grip and something about calluses, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, and I mean, I, I don't know, maybe for jellyfish stings. I, I, I don't really know. I, I couldn't do it, personally. <laughs> Peeing on yourself or others, not just for jellyfish stings anymore. Yeah. How to up your game, pee on your own hands. That's so <laughs> crazy. Like, the opportunity for jokes is endless on that one. For sure. I didn't, but I didn't know that. Until I, may, I, I may try it. I may try it the next time I take the wife on a date, see how it goes. Just, you know, <laughs> pee on my hands and, you know, see if I get lucky that night. That's awesome. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> tell, tell your oh, bros. <laughs> hey, I, try I, this. I'm just... It's working on these calluses, babe. I, I, I want to have the softest hands for you. Right. Hey, she's I mean, a massage therapist. She would appreciate that, I'm sure. <laughs> Alternative medicines and techniques. So, like, so there's so many questions, right? Like, so do you pee on your hands right before you bat? Do you pee on your hands and then wash your hands? Do you let it soak? Like, I don't understand. Is it like a daily regimen as far as like exfoliation and i didn't go down that rabbit hole but how do you not have a million questions when it's regarding 
And my biggest question is like, do you put the batting gloves over the pea-soaked hands or do you put the gloves on and then pour pee on them? Right. How do you do it right? If you're going to do it, you need to do it right. Because if you're going to go to those lengths, you better make it count. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Eric probably has some insight on this. We should ask him next time we, uh, well, we talk to him. He seems him. like the type that would know all about peeing on his hands before batting yeah. practice. So, And do you, get, do you end up with some kind of a nickname regarding that? Like, do you tell people? Do you give them suggestions to do it? Good loud. My other, one of my other favorite, um, there's a lot of baseball ones, actually. Yeah. Um, and like one of my other ones was like, simply enough, was like the traditional rally cap, right? Whereas like, you know, you're trying to come back from a deficit and then, you know, you, you do your rally cap. And there's, it was started out, I think, just turning it inside out, right? Is that how it yep. started? Yeah. So yeah. my question for you, Angela, is how do you wear your rally cap? So <laughs> it's funny that you should ask us. I I always thought that it was cool to like wear the cat or the cap hat and then turn the bill up, right? But the funniest the funniest version of the rally cat that I think is the one where like you put it in half and you wear it like a shark fin. <laughs> The shark fin. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. I agree 100%. Oh, awesome. That's the best rally cap. I agree. I think it's super cool. It's definitely, I mean, it's kind of a distraction. It's entertaining. You're not ruining your hat, probably. (laughs) So Probably. Unless if it's Moises Alou, then he probably shouldn't be touching his hat at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or anybody Um, else's for that matter. I I, kind of feel like baseball's the, you know, the king of the super. Every every baseball player has some sort of weird superstition, whether it's, you know, peeing on his hands or not changing his boxers. Uh, You know, (laughs) Nomar Garcia Parra used to do the full Macarena before every at bat, you know, like always something with those guys. Yeah, and 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 it's funny because everybody has those. Uh, we were talking. It's funny when you open up these cans of worms or whatever. You go down these rabbit holes and you talk with people. And so I like to do that before a show. I just ask random people that I know, like, "What's your favorite?" You know, and and um, Mister O, my husband, he was like, "Oh, Wade Boggs used to eat chicken before every you know every single." And that was like a food thing. Like a lot of these guys have their food, like what they like to eat, whether it's for energy or how it makes them feel or like for superstitions. But yeah, he was like a, a chicken guy. He always used to eat chicken and, um, I don't know. So like, but before the game or like in between at bats, when did he eat this chicken and what kind of chicken? He would eat it before games. And then uh, while I was like watching or or reading about that, I also found out he was, I think he was a raging alcoholic. Like he drank a lot, like really a lot on road trips, like really a lot. Such the fact that I was like, was this part of like a hangover? Like the chicken, was that part of his hangover cure? Maybe, maybe. I I could, you know, I... Now that I think about it, it I find it kind of crazy that there's we never see like a random pitcher, you know, scarfing down some greasy fried chicken in the in the dugout. Cause I imagine getting some of that chicken grease on your finger will give you a wicked change up, right? Oh my gosh. Like, well, you'd have to have Moises pee on your hands so that you don't <laughs> lose your grip because you'd have greasy fingers. <laughs> you probably don't want to eat the chicken after no. the pee hands, though. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> pee hand chicken brought to you by Moises Salou. Oh, my gosh. That would be an epic ad read. <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Fabulous. And it's, what is it, from um, Dodgeball? And it's sanitary or whatever. <laughs> Not sanitary. Yeah. Is it so sanitary? I like the way it tastes and it's sani- sanitary? I don't I'm know what he's Sanitary. Said. Something like that. So funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so if we go down the, if we're going to go down the baseball rabbit hole for a little while, we could probably talk about... Like one of the ultimate FUs is when like somebody hits a home run ball. And I know this is like really big at Wrigley. Like if somebody, if the opposing team hits a home run ball and it goes out into the stands, like you are going to be pressured, heckled to like, I don't know, the ends of the earth to throw it back out onto the field because that's like they don't want to have anything to do with that. And um, would you throw it back? uh, Well, so. I would want to throw it back and there's there would be times when I would but get this like if you throw anything out onto the field you can get fined no shit yep. like even if it's a ball going back so I would probably think twice of it and um I don't know I read some article where they're like give it to a kid like if you get a ball that you don't want give it to a kid just don't throw it back but I would so want to throw it back especially if it was like I don't know a big game or a rivalry game it's like in me. I would want to do that. Would you? Yeah. I, I, I'm keeping it. You know, if, if I'm watching a baseball game, I'm, I'm bringing my boy anyway. And, and kind of like you said, it, it's going yeah. straight to him. So, yeah, yeah, no way. Anything that comes up to me in the stands, whether it's baseball, football, professional wrestling, women's volleyball, I don't care. If it gets <laughs> to me in the stands, it's coming home with me. 100. Yeah, totally. I love that. That's awesome. I, uh, uh, God, it had to have been about a decade ago. Um, I, I drove down to Oklahoma City and caught the, the Mavericks and Thunder game and you know, we were up in the, you know, early, not early, like the low part of the nosebleeds. And I caught a, a shirt and I'm not an Oklahoma City fan. Still have that shirt to this day. Got a hole or two in it. But I wear that damn thing at least once a week. So it's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, and they say that, too, like if a ball goes into the stands, it's a property of the fan at that point. You know, so I guess that goes yeah, you catch too. <laughs> you, you catch the right one it's uh it's life changing too oh my gosh absolutely it totally can be for sure as long as you get it authenticated um don't make that mistake boys and girls if you catch a ball that means something don't leave the stadium until you get it authenticated otherwise it's worthless <laughs> yeah no joke yeah so I don't know. Another cool baseball would be like um, the cer- ceremonial first pitches, right? That's like a tradition. It's not a superstition, but like before the game where they'll have like somebody throw out the first pitch ceremoniously, mm-hmm. which has really changed over the years. And they do puck drops, too, which is awesome. I think that's super cool. And usually they're kind of historic or meaningful. But the craziest thing was I was at the Brewer game. I don't know, this past summer. And they had like three or four ceremonial first pitches. And I'm like, come on. Like, you should have one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have four. One, one is plenty. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, now you're just cheapening it. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm a big movie guy too, and I, I don't watch as much baseball as I used to. It was kind of my, my favorite sport growing up, but, uh, uh, I kind of, I'm just so consumed with football and basketball these days. I don't get much time yeah. elsewhere, but, uh, one of my favorite movies ever. And cause I'm, I'm a big comedy guy is, is major league. I'm sure you yeah. see those movies, yeah. uh, Serrano with the, uh, the little Buddha looking guy. I forget the guy's name. Jabu. Jabu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so good. <laughs> He's total r- ritual. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, Tanaka, I think, with the with the the marbles. Oh, you got no balls. No balls. <laughs> Great stuff. I'm actually going to do, like, I decided I'm going to definitely do a show um, about sports movies so that'll be a fun one you might like me i am all in on that i would love to do that (laughs) it's like it might end up being a three-hour show yeah i mean i i could i i think that could easily be like a a full year's worth of podcast content just talking about awesome sports movies (laughs) totally we're just picking apart from the top to the bottom i like it that would be good so, um, what else? I guess so. Like, so, like, do you have any superstitions yourself, like where you feel like you have any impact on the game? Because I certainly do. Kind of. I kind of do. I mean, I know some people are like, you're sitting in my spot. I have to sit there or whatever. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm that guy. 100%. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if I am not watching a game and we're winning and I turn the game on and we start, you know, not winning, I'm turning that damn that that damn game off right away. Like I am not jeopardizing my team. And then so a couple of years ago, I realized like I'm the worst, worst luck in the world. Right. And uh, what I mean by that is. It came to a point where, you know, I'm I'm a pretty sharp guy with my sports knowledge, or at least I'd like to think so. But it's like every time I, for whatever reason, I, I would, uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but, you know, I'm Dallas Cowboys fan to my core. But sometimes <laughs> you'll see me in like a Lions or a Vikings or whatever yeah. T-shirt or yeah. jersey, right? Yeah. Uh, I got a Vikings thing, a Packers thing back here. I got all sorts of crap, right? Well, yeah. A few years ago, I noticed that whatever shirt I wore on Sunday, that team was destined to lose. No way. And, and so because of that, no, you you'll ever, <laughs> no, no, you'll notice like if let's say Dallas is playing San Francisco that week and I really need Dallas to squeak out that win. I'm wearing San Francisco on Sunday because oh my my, my stink wears off on that team. I swear it happens. That's and then, so funny. So do you feel like that? Go ahead. It still sticks. Like that's still a thing. Like you still do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh so um, I I do a guest spot each week with uh, TSS Fantasy Commissioner Cooper. Those guys. I don't yep. know if you've seen any of the Judge Jordan segments, but each week I did super yeah, cool. Yeah. I take a I take a fantasy person who didn't do well and i put them before the stand yada 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 well every (laughs) person that i have picked this year has completely went off the following week every every one of them every single (laughs) one and um specifically the cowboys played the packers right and so i i'm a huge are you a packers fan 
oh my gosh, no, I'm a Viking fan. And so I didn't want to bring it up. I mean, given recent events, like what the hell happened there? (laughs) um, Let me tell you what happened, Angela. Let me tell you what happened. (laughs) So the week before Dallas plays Green Bay, I bring Aaron Rodgers to the stand. The next week, Aaron Rodgers goes off and beats the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I hate... And I don't use the word hate a lot, you know. I don't yeah. believe in carrying hate in my heart. Right. I hate the damn Packers. I hate Aaron yeah. Rodgers. <laughs> I hate everything about Green Bay, period. Right? I my hate dad them. is always like, I don't mind the Packers. It's the fans I can't stand. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll say that in public. Love the fans. Hate the Packers. Right? Yeah. And so the week after Dallas lost to, to Green Bay, I was I was livid. I'm so sick of losing to these guys. And so I put Jerry Jones and the entire Dallas Cowboys roster on the stand. Very next week, we played Minnesota. Yeah. That was it happens. Crazy. So for anybody well, listening right yeah. now, Damian Pierce went to the stand this week, guaranteed <laughs> blowing up this week. Mark it down. That's so funny. That's so your superstitions stick for sure. Like mine, I if I if my team is losing, I don't I guess it's kind of superstitious, but I'll leave the room. Like and I don't know if it's my disgust, like I don't want to see it or watch it or whatever, and then I'll come back when things turn. So I guess it's kind of a superstition in a way. No, you I know. get it. Now my question though, here's here's what I think makes it a superstition or not. So your team's not doing well, you leave the room, they start to do better, you come back. If they start to play poorly again, do you leave oh, again? Then you- then you gotta banish yourself, obviously. Yeah, boom. Yeah, superstition right there. <laughs> I'd rather blame whoever's throwing the ball, but I get it. <laughs> That's funny. I'll, I'll take one for my team sometimes. Sometimes it's simply my fault. I as a fan, I watched you too hard or I didn't watch you hard enough. So So if you hate the Packers, then you must hate the traditional and it's a tradition, the Lambo leap. So you must hate that as well then. No. No, because again, my, my thing isn't with Packers fans. And and honestly, growing up oh, and it um, is more of a fan thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. Gr- I growing mean, up, I never had a problem with the Packers. It's just I'm so tired of my team getting their asses kicked on all the biggest stages by Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. It's it's really Aaron Rodgers. Once the plague yeah. of Rodgers yeah. is gone, I think I'll be okay with Green Bay. Hate you, Aaron Rodgers. So you have little kids. So one of my most favorite, enduring, totally cool, awesome um, sports traditions is, and you may or may not know about this. Everybody in Wisconsin knows about it. And most people, I think, who are football fans know about how when the Packers do training camp, right? And then um, people show up to try to see the players when they're going to and from like the parking lot into the, you know, practice, either the facility or the field. And the little kids, you ever see this? The little kids give their bikes to the players so the players can ride their bikes to and from practice. It's I so have never seen that. Cute. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. you! It's a tradition. And um, I didn't know this, so I was like researched it because it's one of my favorite things i think it's just so cool it's really really it's a neat thing where you have the players connecting directly with the fans but it's the kids like they're connecting directly with the kids they jump on a little kid bike and they ride to practice and the little kids walk alongside of them so it's a moment like it's a really awesome tradition but i changer for that kid 
Absolutely. And their family, too, probably. Um, and for the player, too. I think it's, like, a humbling, really cool thing. And so they've been doing it since the 50s. Like, Vince frickin' Lombardi is the one who started it in, like, 1958 or whatever it was. So I think that's a really cool one. So even if you're not a Packer fan, but that's a Packer I'll, fan thing, a fan thing, right? So you probably would appreciate that, right? I'll tell you this. If Aaron Rodgers ever made any kind of a nice gesture to my child, would completely wipe away all of those years he kicked our asses, except for the Dez catch. I'll never get over that one. Well, he does that with little children every year. So that's, that's awesome. Thing. When you see him acting the fool every once in a while, like that's something that you can. Oh, there's a picture. See, it's so cute. You people at home can't see this, but you should Google it for sure. It's really adorable to see yeah, these that's awesome. huge guys, these big, huge <laughs> guys on these tiny little bikes. So adorable. Oh, giving high fives along the way. That's the best. I love that it. Is re- that is really cool for sure. I know. I think it's really good too. I like it. It's good. So what else do you got? Anything else? I got other stuff too if you don't. I mean, one of the one of the more common, and I guess it's a tradition too for fans uh, for football that I was like, oh yeah, that is a tradition. And that's fantasy football draft parties. Like, that's a big deal. Draft well, yeah, that's a big deal. That's the <laughs> biggest deal. I See, I, I don't even consider that tradition. I consider that just a way of life. Business, like, that's, really. <laughs> that, that's literally like some of the highlights of all of my years. And, you know, mm-hmm. getting done with the draft and feeling like King Kong only for all that to unravel in two weeks. Yeah, it's the best in the world. Yeah, I didn't really consider it as a tradition either, but it's a total, it's it's so, like you're saying, it's so second nature that it's ingrained in people that you barely even think of it as tradition because it's just a given. Yeah. Our our main tradition, uh, our our main tradition in our home league, and it has been it's been this way for years. Uh, we we play beer pong, and on the bottom of each cup is a number, and then it's randomized, and you just. Throw the ping pong ball wherever you land. That's your draft pick. So that's how we we oh, choose our draft funny. order every year. Yeah, that's but cool. I've seen too I've, I've seen like crazy <laughs> stuff with like you know like fat dad triathlons and stuff that you know to determine <laughs> draft order. So I'm now I'm gonna have to look that up because that sounds totally hilarious. That's oh yeah, I it's watch. yeah, it's great for sure. I think the only other. Uh, I don't know if this is a tradition or a superstition or just a a crazy man, but, uh, you know, growing up um, as a Cowboys fan, there was a period of time there that we were just awful. And so late 90s, I kind of started smitten with the Jaguars a little bit. I really loved that team. Uh, Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, Keenum Cardell, Jimmy Jimmy Smith, like they were great. Mm -hmm. They had this big hulking defensive lineman named John Henderson. I don't know if you remember him or not but if you've never heard this look this up um (laughs) his pregame tradition every game was he would just stand there and like just get the shit slapped out of him by his (laughs) trainer or his coordinator and like I've seen it where where he'll like he'll take the slap and then he'll be like oh that ain't hard enough hit it again or whatever oh and like gosh. I'm just talking about knocking the taste out of his mouth but yeah that was a, that's a really good one who and I'm definitely not uh, the kind of guy that could do that tradition so no way 
I don't think there no probably way. there's probably a handful that do something things like that. That's the kind of stuff that you don't hear that much about, and probably it's not as prevalent anymore. Like you probably have, you know, people in the locker room or whoever. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, you're going to give him a concussion. Stop that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I was just going to, I'm glad you said it. (laughs) Back back when men were men. (laughs) Right. Right. We can't afford Uh, that. This is loss prevention. Stop doing that. (laughs) You have a loss prevention guy running in there. (laughs) So, like football tradition, too. Like, this is, and so I told you we were at the football game for Thanksgiving. And it was the it was a great game. The Lions did great. Of course, they lost. The Bills they played the Bills, and I all the fans were awesome, but I had a major problem with those Bills fans because they were doing their stupid dippy chant song the whole time. And no, I'm I shouldn't say that, but it just was so annoying. I couldn't believe it. But I got to thinking about it, and like my hockey team, like I love. Uh, the Blackhawks and when they score a goal they play the Chelsea Dagger song and everybody gets up and sings and dance and nah, 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 right they're all doing the thing and so I, it made me kind of chuckle and laugh because all these Bills fans all around me you know you know hey let's go Buffalo and I'm just like you stop like you just stop when it's not your team and it's not your song it's a pain in the ass <laughs> So those song traditions are awesome. They're great. They're so, awesome. And they also so, suck depending on which side of the coin you're on. So as a Cowboys fan, I don't I don't really think we have a song like that that I'm aware of at least, right? But uh yeah. you know, my first trip to Minnesota um, oh. we went to a Vikings game and yeah. man, the, yeah. the clap and then the oh. skull Vikings, let's win the game. Yeah, I, I probably sang that eight times that day. Like it just, it never stopped. Those yeah. rowdiest fans I've ever seen is in Minnesota. Yeah. 100%. It really is like from the horn to yeah. the skull chant and the clap. Like it's kind of badass. Like it's it, one it of is. the things it where really I'm like, is. my team kind of sucks a majority of the time apart from this year which is amazing <laughs> but that's a pretty badass thing like i can get behind that that's cool yeah. so you enjoyed that oh i love it so so again i'm a cowboys fan i've said it a hundred times in this show you guys all know that by now but yeah. I, i'm a football fan man i if, if there's a football game being played i can watch it i can appreciate it i i can get into it and you know my my uncle was a big vikings fan and honestly vikings fans are probably the best people i've ever met in my life um so like i i I got some love for minnesota for sure unlike them sorry ass packers sorry chris and eric (laughs) chris is like whatever (laughs) he's like i don't care go ahead and say it that's that's so funny yeah it's i i also can say that and that's probably traditions and superstitions are part of the romanticism behind what makes sports cool and so me being who i am i of course was raised as a viking fan which is great and a black hawk fan and uh, you know but I'm always rooting for the story. Like, I'm a story person. When Matt Stafford 
you know, was gunning for his Super Bowl ring. That's all I wanted to see last year because he deserved his ring, right? And I wanted that for him. And so it's not that I'm a Rams fan. I'm not. But I was so glad that he got his Super Bowl. Um, or like Dusty Baker just got his World Series ring, right? Very, very cool. Which and- is Awesome. I remember Dusty Baker from when I was a kid. That guy, I yeah. didn't even know that dude was still alive. Like you when I heard he won, won the World Series, I thought that was awesome. I know. So I think that, you know, that part of that has to do with superstitions and traditions for sure. That makes me kind of, or makes any person, you know, have their heartstrings tugged at a little bit, depending on what's going on when. It's it's kind of a big deal. Um it's really different from some of the nostalgic things that happen for, you know, traditions that are kind of like in the moment things that you don't think about. Like when we're at Miller Park and they do the sausage race. Do you ever see like the racing sausages? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like a regional thing. It has to do with, uh, you know, the the city and the state and our manufacturing of sausages. Kind of weird, but it's a city pride there, like Miller Brewing or whatever like that. Um, and that's again, it's like a tradition and p- people who come from out of town or, or watch on TV are probably like, oh my gosh, that's the dorkiest, weirdest. And it is lots of fun, but it's like our thing. You know, that's our thing. <laughs> we have the yeah. racing sausages and people bet on them. And like, it's just... Every, I feel like every team's got something like that. Bill's fans yeah. put each other through tables and, you know, the racing sausages. Wait a minute. What is that all about? Oh, you mean when they they crash through them? Yeah, the Bills fans and the tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I I tell you a tradition that I'm I'm about sick of. Angela is, you know, I'm a Longhorn fan too, unfortunately. And like putting the horns up is great, but I'm so sick of us sucking and losing and watching everybody put the horns down. And I will tell you, mm. you, you talk about the story and talk about you know how how it makes you feel. Yeah. I've, I've never been a, a huge Nick Saban fan. I, a lot of respect for the guy. I, I I do think he's the best to ever coach at that level, but. Texas and Bama played this year and, uh, you know, Bama beat us, but barely. And one of their players, I don't know if you saw this, but was put the, the hordes down and Nick Saban got caught yeah. on national TV. Put that shit down. Maybe love that guy so much. <laughs> it stirs emotions, the emotional sports are emotional and traditions and superstitions are emotional. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you're having a good day, maybe that sort of stuff doesn't bother you. If you're having a bad day, it might really, really get to you. <laughs> well, my my moods and days directly co- correlate to, you know, the performance of my professional sports team. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's hard for me to have a good day when Dallas is losing. I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, I tell you what. I mean, I'm used <laughs> to it, obviously. I, you know, I just I actually was at the playoff game in Minnesota against the Falcons where we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl and Gary Anderson missed his kick. I tell people this story all the time. So like I have a special kind of hurt like, and all the disappointment, all the, I'm so used to it. Just like a lion fan would be used to it. So it doesn't bother me. I don't have bad days because like I have a history of so many bad days. Like it just, but a Packer fan, they lose that next Monday 
oh, they're insufferable. It's horrifying. It's really, really bad. It affects many, many people. Yeah, throughout. like they just haven't had 20 years of awesome quarterback play or something. Like, I know. You know, for me, like, if Dallas just wins one Super Bowl, like, I'll chill out for at least a couple seasons, at least. Like, if I were a Ram fan this year, I'd be like, hey, it's all good, boys. Y'all won the Super Bowl last year. Right. Take it easy. We're good, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's true. It's that's super funny. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I I think that traditions um, and superstitions are. I wish I knew more about them. And like that's my hope too. Is like through this podcast is that it sparks a lot more um, conversation amongst fans, sports fans in general. So like I always direct people to go to the uh, Patriot Sports website, right? Patriot Sports Now. And to go into the forum so that we can talk within ourselves and bring up those kinds of things that I don't know about that are awesome that I would like to experience probably or, you know, stories. Everybody, I don't know why, but it always circles back to people's drunk stories. And like, I don't like... I don't need to hear about that stuff, but like the actual traditions and superstition stuff, those are the kinds of things that I think are super cool, you know, that I would like yeah. to know more about. I uh, I forget his name. Um, the Cubs fan who caught that ball. Oh, uh, Bartman. Yeah, that whole Bartman. thing. Yeah. Bartman. Yeah. Right. I, I can only imagine... Yeah. How that guy felt, you know, and, and I'm not a Cubs fan, but like yeah. the whole world was yeah. rooting for the Chicago Cubs. The whole world yeah. Yeah. was rooting for the Boston yeah. Red Sox to break yeah. those, you know, hundred year yeah. curses. Right? right. And I can only right. imagine the weight lifted off of that dude's shoulders when they finally punched it home. But yeah, talk about the stories and everything. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the Billy Goat curse for, yeah, for the and, Cubs. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about the the superstitions, right, is when you have stuff that goes that long, then yeah. you it, it creates moments that, that really transcend time, you know? Absolutely. I, I don't yeah. care who did steroids or who the all-time yeah. home run record hold. I don't I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I will never forget being a little kid. I was eight or nine years old. I'll never forget just every night as soon as McGuire was up to bat. Didn't matter if it was cops or the news, yeah. or whatever the hell was on. It stopped and the whole world or, or the whole country watched Mark McGuire chase that record. And and that to me is is the most beautiful thing is watching those things yeah. crumble after years and years of, you know, being there. It, it'll kind of be like when the Vikings or the Cowboys, you know, know. win oh a Super God. Bowl again, just saying. I won't know what to do with myself. Like, I, it'll be completely surreal. And I agree. Like, that's what, to me, that's the embodiment of what makes sports amazing when these things happen and, and time stops and, you know, you're able to witness history and people doing things that you could never imagine possible or um, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I, that's cool that we share that same sentiment, but I think a lot of sports people do, but it's hard to articulate in words, mm -hmm. like what that actually is, because if you're not a sports fan, it's just, Oh, you're wasting time watching sports and whatever. And if you don't, you know, intertwine yourself in the stories of all of what goes on, it doesn't mean that much to you, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to say it's like parenting because it's nothing like parenting. But, you know, as 
as I watch, you know, my son, he he's about to be 10. My daughter's about to be four. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I go back and I look at pictures of my son from when he was three and four, when I can hold him in my arms, you know, easily and everything, it just it takes me back to that moment. I don't I don't think it's any different in sports. You know, I don't spend 20 years with these people. But, man, have I not spent 20 years watching Tom Brady Sling right. that damn football all over the field, right? Yeah. I've spent 20 years watching this quarterback or 10 years watching this running back. And like we we invest a lot of time into totally. watching these people's careers. And so yeah. as big of a payoff as it is for them, I, I it's nothing compared to the fans, I think. It, it's way sweeter yeah. for us. Oh, totally. Or and more I- devastating. Yeah, Yeah, and and also, too, like for me, whenever whoever wins the World Series or whoever just won the Stanley Cup, like it just I get excitement no matter what, because I'm like, oh, that fan base must be so just completely over over the like over the moon, (laughs) Like, like you can relate or at least have empathy for what they're experiencing, even if it wasn't your team. That's so. So that that example, I will I will tell you, it was never more apparent to me than in the greatest Super Bowl I ever watched, which was the Eagles and the Patriots, where Nick Foles outdueled Tom Brady. And I hate the Eagles. You want to talk about how much I hate the Packers? I hate it. It's it, it's, it's in my blood. It's in my soul <laughs> to hate the Eagles. Um, but man. That one night I was kind of an Eagles fan because I, right. I wanted to see history. I wanted to see something yeah. be done. And to think a guy like Nick Foles beating the greatest to ever do it on the biggest stage, it, it was it was incredible. You know? It was a moment. Yeah, it was pretty special. Do you, um, do you have a moment kind of earmarked for, you know, the next one to two years that that you're kind of honed in on uh, anything that you're waiting to happen that you think will be one of those moments where you'll just kind of be stuck in time? Um, No, I mean, I'm always rooting for my Vikings. Like, this is the year. This is the year. Well, it's not ever the year is never the year. Like, I'm like a Lion fan. Like, it just before I die, that would be great. Like, when we were yeah, at just the once, game, yeah. I had <laughs> saw somebody who had a shirt that just said, like, one, just one before I die. Like, that's what the shirt said. I'm so hard. So, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm not. Because, like, I feel like that stuff unfolds. Like, sometimes you just don't, un- like, see what's going to happen. And these, like, somebody will just overcome. They'll, like, show up big, huge out of nowhere. Or it could be a rookie. Or it could be, you know, you just never know. And so those are the things where I just embrace it along the way. I'm not really cheering for anything in particular. Are you? For me, I I cannot wait, and and I'm a huge fan, by the way. Um, but uh, I I cannot wait to watch LeBron James break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. I feel I feel like the era that I grew up in, they really glorified their best players. Michael Jordan was the yeah. best to ever do it uh, at that time. Right. Like Cal Ripken yeah. Jr. or Barry Bonds or any of those baseball players, Barry Sanders, Troy Aikman, whatever, right? Whereas I feel like this era, like everybody hates Tom Brady. Everybody hates <laughs> LeBron James. Everybody yeah. hates those those greats, right? If you're the best in your sport, yeah. you probably have more negative coming at you than positive these days. And yeah. I um 
I just I have so much respect for LeBron as not only a basketball player. I I think he's an incredible father. Um, I I don't I probably don't always agree with some of his political views or things to that nature. But I just man, I I don't think I've ever seen an athlete take such a beating on a national stage as what that dude does. And I feel like that moment in time, that's his middle finger to everybody else. Like you, you can't touch him at that point. So we'll have to put that on the board so we can watch for it. And then we'll know to be like, hey, Jordan. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. You'll you'll hear about it from me first. Like, hey, guys, you know, LeBron's breaking that record this week, right? Right. Like pre-celebrations. I really hope it works out to where he can somehow do that in Cleveland. Because I think those fans deserve it the most. Screw the Lakers they fans. Do. They've got oh everything. Gosh. You know, yeah. Yeah. They totally deserve it. Big time. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I would be super curious. Now, when I when we part, I am going to probably check and see what their superstitions are regarding all of that. Because I'm sure they have a pile of them. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Awesome. Well, I think this is good. This was good. We went full circle. We did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We we hit on every sport just you about. Did. I mean, it was it was good stuff. <laughs> I uh I never get I'm never the guy that really gets to get on other podcasts and talk about anything other than football, so I always get kind of what? excited when I can, you know, nerd out on some of these other sports I really love too. Yeah, yeah the football is great, but there's more to life than football, like hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball. So I need to get I, man, I really need to get back into hockey. I don't really know where I lost my way with it. I I, I loved it as a kid. Loved, like I said, Madonna yeah. and Belfour. Like those dudes were my oh heroes at one point in my life. Right. You know, and I just I don't know. I got out of it some point. I'm I'll make a conscious effort to watch more hockey this season. Well, it, and we talked about it on um the PSR podcast. Like we're tr- we're we are trying to commit, and I'm already there, but we're trying to commit a little bit more full circle to hockey. And of course, um, it involves betting, so I think that's the only way to get everybody totally rallied. So, um, yeah, so you you capitalism can at its betting. finest, baby. Right, Throw exactly. some money on the line. <laughs> Just get everybody's attention. I guess that's the way to do it these days. So, yeah. So, um, I appreciate your joining me, and I'm looking forward to you doing so in the future. Uh, some of these amazing topics that we'll be running across hopefully and um so you can we you guys boys and girls you can find some of jordan's beautiful tidbits um on our website but where else can the children find you You, man, at this stage, you can kind of find me in, in a number of different places, but uh, Patriot Sports Radio um, and then PS uh, Patriot Sports Now, sorry, dot com. You can find me over at tssfantasy.com and then you can find me at my home base at trueserumfootball.com. Any and all of those, but we're all just a giant big family over here anyway, so... Hell yeah, we are. That's right. I'm going to keep it that way. All right, everybody, time to get your ass off the bus. Till next time. Sadly, it's true that all kick-ass adventures must eventually come to a close. But rest assured, this will not be our last. Thank you, friends, for riding the fan bus. Now gather your belongings, throw out your trash, and promptly make your exit. And wait patiently for our next fan bus adventure. The fan bus is part of the Patriot Sports Radio family. Join our community where you can find more of what's kick-ass by visiting us at PatriotSportsNow.com. Until next time, everyone, keep it on the road.